Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to our very own Tim Fowler, production guru and host of the podcast, The Tim Fowler Show. Reviewing employees in the remodeling world is at best a struggle. It is often simply an employee's opportunity to ask for a raise and an employer's opportunity for frustration. Tim thinks there needs to be a fundamental shift in the employee review process, and he's going to share his thoughts about it in just a minute. You had me at hello. It looks like a meringue. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Good day. How are you? I am well, and yourself? Oh, awesome. And I get to talk to one of my favorite people, Tim Fowler. He's awesome. Oh, I thought you meant me. Well, you're always you're always <laughs> right up there. You know, you know that. So, so two two of my favorite people actually. There you wow, go. much better. Bonus. Good job. Bonus day. Much better. So, you know, we're going to be talking about something that is the bane of many business owners' uh, existence, and we're going to talk about how that all came to be uh, a rework and a new way of looking at the whole process of employee reviews. Yeah, and and you know, people might think that. We're privy to this because Tim works with us, but I have no idea. So I'm go- I'm excited to hear what this is. I'm going to hear it first with all of you out there in podcast land. So right. I'm excited to hear about it. So let's get started, eh? So we're with us today is Tim Fowler. He is the production guru and also a senior consultant here at Remodelers Advantage. He works with remodelers and their production teams across the country. On site, on phone, virtual, does all sorts of production manager and project manager training, and is the facilitator of our uh, production manager roundtable groups as well. So, welcome, Tim. We're glad to have you on Power Tips Unscripted. Hey, thanks for having me. This is going to be exciting. I, I can't wait to educate Mark on uh, what I've been doing with, <laughs> with my work. I'm excited to hear. So it's a little different, you being a guest versus a host, eh? That's correct, yes. It, it, and you know what? Uh, for all you people out there, I'm a little nervous being a guest. <laughs> oh, come on. I can't believe that. So, you know, you've been working on this new project. Tell me how this came about, this whole concept of reworking the employee review process. Well, a lot, a lot of it has to do with the general frustration that uh, business owners have, and particularly the production managers that I work with a lot in Remodelers Advantage. And so we got to thinking about it and said, maybe we should do something about the, the, the challenge. The other thing is that, you know, we've been stressing workforce development and the skills gap and all that kind of uh, information. And one of the things that we realized, I realized, others as well, is that we're not taking advantage of the people that are already in companies and really developing them internally. And so we've thought about this and we said, maybe, maybe the review process could be used better for development of people internally and, and therefore, we would have the staff that we need to fill some of these more technically demanding positions like a project manager or a lead carpenter or a, you know, somebody 
in, in those upper, what we might consider the upper ranges of the production team. So back up for a minute. You talked about this, that there are a lot of frustrations with the production managers who are reviewing their, their teams as well as company owners. Like what? Well, I, I think it's so traditional now that, number one, the review process is once a year. And it's on a calendar. And for many people, they haven't thought about it enough to spread it out. So they do a whole month of reviews and it's so taxing on the brain. And then the other thing that happens is most of the employees, because it's once a year, they come in looking for a raise and the business owners and and managers are are hoping for something more than just giving out a raise. They want growth. They want some kind of progress. But the challenge of the one year is that nobody remembers what happened eight months ago. Mm -hmm. Nobody remembers what happened six months ago. The information is almost entirely focused on what happened in the last two months. And if it was good, the employee automatically gets a raise. If it was bad, they still get a raise, but you know, but the, the business owner manager is frustrated. So yeah. that's one of the, the big challenges. And I think the other thing, and this is something that just kind of has come to me, is that I think owners and managers very often in the current system feel like the givers, not the receivers in, in the process. In other words, they're always giving out money or giving out benefits or giving out, giving out, giving out, but it doesn't feel like the employees are giving back as much. Now that's a broad general statement. I understand that it's not true for everybody, but that, I think that's where a lot of the frustration is, is I give and give and give and give, but I don't seem to get something back. Okay. So how, are you, how would you like to see this change? Again, I know you've got a team of production managers you're working on this too, and you're getting a lot of input from them, which is awesome. Um, but what are some of the main components that have to change? Well, I think it's not just our production managers, but the business world in general has already changed. And so if you go into a lot of other businesses, they're not doing yearly reviews. In fact, even our government doesn't just do yearly reviews. Everything's based on stages and steps and a process of, of helping people develop. And so what I read in a, a great book uh, on this is First Break All the Rules that was written many years ago, and they have an amazing uh, process in there. But they did a survey of thousands of managers and what they found was that a quarterly review process every three months of your immediate reports that isn't an hour and a half or two hours long. It isn't a knockdown drag out, but it's focused on what has the employee learned and what do they want to learn in the next three months. So it's, a, it's about growth and development. As opposed to, you know, this is just about, about the money. The other thing that's really key to this whole concept is that the employee is responsible for their own development. So the idea is that 
the employee comes in to the manager ready to report, okay, I want to tell you how I'm doing on my goals. Instead of the manager having to say, you remember we talked about you learning how to manage subs better? How's that going? And then the employee goes, well, it's going great. And, and then we don't really know. And so the idea is the employee comes in to this quarterly meeting, tells the manager owner, this is what I've done. This is how I've learned. This is how I've grown. And then in the next three months, I would like to learn these things. And so if it's a carpenter, it might be technical skills like building stairs or running crown mold faster or something like that. If it's a project manager, it might be working with subcontractors more effectively or or something like that. So it's more focused on that shorter, more frequent interaction about the employee's growth. So the employee's pretty much running the meeting then? They're responsible for coming prepared to the meeting. And mm-hmm. you just this is something that I've been pushing even with like, job cost reports and scheduling and things like that, employees have to come and say, like, this is what's going on, as opposed to the manager having to kind of drag it out of them. Mm -hmm. Now, where the manager's role comes in, so for example, if I went into my manager and said, you know, I'd like to learn how to cut and build stairs, my manager's job is to find me that opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, in other words, I'm not totally responsible for my growth because I might not be able to create the opportunity to learn how to cut stairs. So my manager is responsible for saying, okay, cool, we can make that happen. I'm going to set you up with Bob and let him, you know, teach you how to cut stairs. And, and then I get to report back on, you know, how that went. So, I mean, that's sort of a skill. The building of stairs is very um, practical and, and, Yep. objective. What about the more subjective? What would a manager do if it was, if the task was to improve performance in managing subs? That's such a broad, vague thing. Well, I think that's where we have to look outside of our industry a little bit. Uh, I mean, I'll say first that, you know, I do that kind of training. I, I mm-hmm. and, you know, have a lot of experience with that. A lot of the production managers have experience with that and know, how to do that. But I have found incredible resources outside of our industry that it isn't necessarily about managing a plumbing sub, but it's about managing people. And that's where I think we have to spend a lot more time going like managing a trade contractor is very much the same as managing a client in another business or very much the same as managing someone else. And so I think uh, managers have to learn to look to what's available, uh, whether it's inside the industry or outside the industry, but certainly take advantage of uh, so much work that's been done uh, in business with managing people. And to, to that end, again, look, looking to our production managers We've read probably eight or nine different books that are totally unrelated to construction, but have focused in on how do I work with people to get the best out of them? Mm -hmm. And it it fits 
trade contractors, clients, other employees, the boss. Totally. I mean, it even helps you work more effectively with your boss if you pay attention to what the books are saying. So I got one question is, so how does money fit into this? <laughs> well, that's, you know what? I don't know. Honestly, I'm, we're working on that. We're talking about it. I think the inclination right now is to set up within a company uh, in other words, um, if I want to become a project manager and therefore be able to earn more money, there would be steps that I need to develop. And so if I can come in to my manager and say, I have learned these six things, there would be an automatic raise tied to those six things. And so it isn't about asking for the raise. It's about coming in and demonstrating that you've achieved your goals, therefore, you automatically get a raise. Now, a lot of business owners are going to go, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You mean somebody can get a raise every three months? And the answer is yes, they can. But the idea is that they have now shown that they are more profitable to the company by learning more skills. Now, the challenge really comes with I've got a great lead carpenter. That's what they want to be for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be a project manager, which might get them a little bit more money. How do we compensate them for learning new skills? And at a certain point, they can still learn new skills, but they're less tangible, I guess, to say. So that's a challenge that we have to face. And that's one of the things I'm you know, working on with this group of production managers is what about some of those uh, little difficult things like that? Tim, I don't remember where I heard this or who said it, but it's as you were mentioning the the money versus the review, uh, it's in my head that someone had recommended that you have a very specific set meeting explicitly for compensation review and you detach it from an employee review process so that they are mutually exclusive. And have, have you ever heard of that? Or if, if not, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, I think that's one of the options that's out there. Um, again, looking at this from a developmental standpoint, I think the newer generations coming into the trades or we're trying to attract new people in and one of the things that our production management group has talked about is the fact that if I can sit somebody down in an interview, like a job interview, and say, look, here's the path. We're going to start you out at $15 an hour. And then, but if you can demonstrate these skills, you can make 20 bucks an hour. And they look at you and they go like, if I do that in three months, can I have 20 bucks an hour? Yes, you can. And then have that developed all the way through so that the newer generation coming into the trades, they're looking for a career that they can see growth in. They're not content with, and I joke about this all the time, some of us old timers, we go like, hey, when I was in this business, I had to haul plywood for two years before I was even allowed to use a saw. And you know what? Those days are over. You know what? We have to learn how to promote people more quickly. And so that's part of the challenge as well is to say, can we bring people in 
give them a path forward that says, you know, within two years, if you stay with my company for two years and you apply yourself, you can be making this much per hour. And that gives them some vision. And it also takes it out of the, oh, please, please, please give mm-hmm. me a raise. <laughs> yeah, I love the objectiveness of it and get that emotion out of it. Yes. Because that's challenging for any business owner. I want to go back yeah. to something you said before that uh, oftentimes the owners seem to give, 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 and they don't get. So right. talk about the get out of this whole process for a bit. Okay, so the get is the development and growth of individuals. And that's why I suggested a few minutes ago that when you set up these milestones, if you will, where somebody can get a raise after demonstrating these skills, they have to be tied to something that creates efficiency or profitability for the company. So, for example, if you know, if a carpenter wants to develop to be a lead carpenter and they start taking on more responsibility, that responsibility would then transfer to being able to hit the budgets more effectively. Therefore, profitability would be involved. And so if I get that from an employee, uh-huh. then I can afford to pay them a little bit more. The, the difficulty is, is everybody wants a raise every year. And I, I say it in my seminars, you cannot expect a raise unless you help contribute to the profit. It's just, if there's no profit, you can't have a raise. Yeah. It's just, you know, even though we all want one, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to be able to show some connection between the, ra- the abilities and the, and the ability then to create additional profit. And then that allows the business owner or the manager to be able to give, you know, uh, a raise. And I'm advocating, you know, let's not make it a dollar an hour. Let's go like 10 cents every three months if they can, or 25 cents every three months, if they can, you know, demonstrate some skills. It's something that says, hey, you're valuable and You've put in some effort. We're going to reward that, and and we find you to be, you know, important to our growth. So to develop that checklist of skills, so to speak, can somebody buy it off the shelf right now? Well, um, Remodelers Advantage does have something that I put together years ago, which could work as a template for this kind of thing. A couple of people have developed it very extensively for their own business. The thing that I really caution people is that part of the process of putting it together makes it more meaningful to the company. And so many, many times, and again, people bought from me years ago and it just sat on a shelf because they weren't vested in it. Mm-hmm. So I really encourage people to vest some time. Even if you buy a template, make sure you vest time in it. And that way, you know, it means something to your company. Cool ideas, Tim. Mm-hmm. This is, um, we don't do it annually. We do it at the end of every show. We do a review of your ability to answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now here's a remodeler's advantage lightning round. It's a trap. We're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? 
Oh, it's got to be the Oz principle because I think it's the best in information about accountability within a company. If you weren't fixing the industry's production departments, what do you think you'd be doing? Oh, it's really tough, but I tell you what I think I'd like to be doing. I'd like to be a commercial fisherman. And I, I often say, you know, if my parents had made the mistake of letting me know you could make a living that way, I might be doing that. <laughs> what are you not very good at? Saying no. <laughs> I take on way too much. <laughs> your room, your desk, or your car? Which do you clean first? Uh, it's got to be the desk. First of all, the car doesn't move much nowadays. So, uh... What's your biggest pet peeve? Oh, people being late. <laughs> uh, just It drives me crazy. One of my favorite jokes is uh, the, the only problem with being on time is there's no one there to appreciate it. <laughs> what is the oldest piece of technology you own? The oldest piece of tech? Oh, I have a plane, a door plane that belonged to my great-grandfather. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Ooh, that is old. That's awesome. Tim, this has yeah. been great. Thank you so much for you know, stepping out of your show, the Tim Fowler <laughs> Show, to join ours on Power Tips Unscripted. Now, before I let you go, though, um, please share with us your five words of wisdom and why they resonate with you. Okay, so these come directly from the Oz Principle, and they are, what else can you do? And what this means to me is that anytime someone starts making an excuse, then a manager or anybody just needs to go like, okay, I understand all that, but what else can you do? And I found it hugely helpful for me personally when I start making excuses for why I can't do something. And I found it very, very useful with the people that I work with in this industry. All right. Great. So um, if people want to listen to your podcast, if they aren't already, where would they go? thetimfowlershow.com and sign up. There's 130-something episodes already posted there. Amazing information. And what I will say is that even though I've been around this business a long time, I learn something in every one of those shows. And uh, you'll hear me get excited about it, and that's not faking. <laughs> that's real. That's me being excited that's right. about the information. Something I love about you, Tim. And of course, <laughs> if anybody wants to hire Tim, they can probably just email him directly, right? Mm -hmm. Tim at Remodelers yep. email Advantage. Me, Tim right? at RemodelersAdvantage.com. I'd love to talk to you about uh, helping you out with this business. All right. Great. Thank you so much. We appreciate you very much being here. Thank you. Love you, Tim. Take care. Bye. Ah, uh, Tim. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? I'm so glad he joined our company, what, almost five years ago now, I think? It's, yeah, man, has it been that long? It just feels like yesterday, you know? Yeah, he's been a great addition. And you know what I love about him? His enthusiasm for learning. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he just does get so excited about this stuff. And he's always bringing new stuff to the table that's far and beyond the production department, even though he knows that so well. Now, we've we've talked about it before. I listened to all his podcasts and, you know, he just genuinely just is shocked at, about something. You know, mm -hmm. he, he just loves, you know, and it's it's really cool. Someone you would think, you know, someone that's been around for, you know, for a long time and is kind of the industry guy, the guy mm -hmm. can just, you know, the 
there's there's nothing there. There's no uh, chip on the shoulder or anything. He's always interested in learning. There's always something he can learn. Yeah. It's always about learning. Learn, learn, learn. So he's great. Yep. And I love that he's tackling this project. You know, it's, you know, kind of stepping out of a comfort zone, I think, a little bit, going mm-hmm. out into this employee review process to to kind of try to fix it. And the other part I like about it is that he's really showing, and for a little shameless plug here, the power of roundtables by pulling in these production managers into a team to get all that input from those great brains who have so much experience. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. Well, we want to thank Tim for coming over to our side of the the show. Our side of the show? Is that a thing? Our side of the wall? <laughs> I don't know. It, our side of the screen? Yeah. We, <laughs> we want to thank Tim for coming to our podcast yes. <laughs> and go. sharing his insights with, with our listeners. I know we have a few that listen to both shows, but if you're one of them that don't, you should totally check out the Tim Fowler show because he got some really good stuff on there. Awesome guests. So we want to thank Tim for doing that. And of course, we want to thank you, our loyal listeners, for listening week in and week out. I'm Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted. The Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.